Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 851. You know, follow your passion and, and don't necessarily let other people try to tell you how to run your life or your business. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Christy Shimke. Hey, Christy, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I sure am. Thanks very much, Mark. Absolutely. And I'll let our listeners know that I had the pleasure of meeting Christy while I was at Laguna Seca during Car Week watching the vintage races. I got to see what she does with some uh, car parts that she reuses in a very imaginative way. So here we go. Christy Shimke is a jewelry artist who founded Crash, where she uses the cast-off sheet metal of crashed exotic and luxury cars to form her beautiful jewelry. She has a master's degree in Renaissance art and worked for the years at the Getty Museum in Los Angeles, but a metalsmithing class set her on a course to start her own jewelry business that she called Minaby, named after her grandmother. Christy's husband, Dan, owns Beverly Coachcraft Collision Repair Shop, where they repair new cars with an emphasis on high-end luxury marks. And when she started seeing all these damaged parts of Porsches and Maseratis, Bentleys, Mercedes, and others, Christy got an idea and Crash was born. And from the mangled parts of once beautifully crafted parts, she turns them into pieces of jewelry that are reimagined and made new again. So, Christy, I have told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your business and a passion for jewelry combined with automobiles? Sure. Yeah, well, like you said, I sort of started out in art history, but got a little fed up with uh, the the bureaucracy there (laughs) um, in the museum world. And later on in life, started taking the metalsmithing classes and, and really fell in love with the whole process of working with metal, but I was working with conventional metals until I moved my studio into my husband's body shop. Mm -hmm. And it was there where every day I would see beautiful cars come into the garage that I envisioned, you know, these these cast-off parts actually envisioned jewelry being sort of born from them. And it was something that just started as an idea, and I had to make it a reality. Well, it's really cool. And when I stood there at Laguna Seca and looked at your artwork, I think I asked you some questions like, well, what kind of car did this come from? Or where did that come from? And it's like, this is such a great idea because most of these pieces go into recycling. They're just redone. But they have some beautiful colors and textures and the things that you do to them. So as we continue on your journey, we're going to learn a lot more about how you do this. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So Christy, take the wheel. Well, I guess my mantra is never give up. And um, that's something that I've applied throughout my life. I'm a bit of a late bloomer and um, went back to school later in life and went on to get a graduate degree when I really wanted to quit. I just persevered. And the same with this business. It was one of those things that I mean, as anybody that's started a small business can tell you, it's tough. You have to wear a lot of different hats, especially with Crash. I had to invent 
a whole new process on how to deal with sheet metal from cars and how to make it into jewelry. And there are many times when I wanted to quit, but I didn't. So I guess that would be my mantra. Well, it's a perfect mantra for any entrepreneur, and you're right. I always tell people when they have small businesses, just like my own here at Cars, yeah, when you want to quit, stop and think about why you got started. And sometimes that gives you kind of a refueling, if you will, to use a automotive metaphor here. <laughs> In the case of what you've done now, explain to our listeners a little bit of if you take a piece of a car and you mold it and work it into something, one of the things that was interesting to me was you kept the color and the paint because – I mean, I know that it's it's a long process of how to explain that, but what's your underlying goal with how you create a piece of jewelry out of a piece of crashed car? <laughs> well, first of all, I should say that it needs to be the original factory paint. And one of the things that impressed me by these cars, these exotics and these luxury cars, is the, is the paint and how much like enamel it looks. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I sort of started with that idea as enamel jewelry. Um, but what I quickly learned is that when you take sheet metal and you bend it, like say into a round shape or a cuff, the paint doesn't want to stick around. Mm-hmm. Um, it wants to fly off. Well, yeah, so, that was my thought yeah. because... When you see a crashed car, usually there's wrinkles, and where the wrinkle is, the paint has popped off. So how on earth do you get the paint to stay on? Well, it's it's kind of a long process, and we really have to baby it along mm-hmm. uh, with a little bit, of, little bit of heat here and there. Seriously, we really have to do, like, baby steps with this. Ah, okay. And some cars have better paint than others, which is strange. You'd think, like, for example, maybe a Maserati would have better paint than a Mercedes, for example, but... The opposite is true, at least in my experience. Sure. Well, it's a German car, so, you know, I mean, (laughs) I kind of have an affection for German cars, but I love the look of uh, Italian cars. But, yeah, uh, maybe the paint technology is different, better. It applies or works better in the case of how you're manipulating it uh, on a Mercedes. But, yeah, that's really interesting. Well, we're going to learn a lot more also about the different things that you make. But let's take a step back here and talk about your passion for cars. Now, you live with a husband who owns a repair shop. They work on high-end cars. So you're surrounded by the car world. Would you call yourself a car fanatic, an enthusiast? <laughs> Not really. In a, I guess maybe in a, in a, in a different way, uh-huh. perhaps, yeah. in the way I look at cars now. Sure. But um, I didn't really, I wasn't that partial to cars when, you know, growing up or anything like that. They were just a mode of transportation. But when I met Dan and and married him, of course, he's from Detroit. So he is super passionate about cars and about repairing them. And inevitably, our discussions began to center around cars. So it almost seemed just like this natural step when I moved my studio into his garage that I started looking at them differently. Mm. I didn't look at them perhaps in the way he looks at them, but I looked at them with more of their design, their their color, the lines, whether they were sexy or not. <laughs> you know, so I guess in that sense, I am an enthusiast. There you go. Well, late bloomer, I think you used that word. So uh, we'll welcome you into the car enthusiastic world here, along with the rest of us crazy people. You just have a different take on it. So <laughs> I, think exactly. yeah. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> well, let's look at some of the many roads you've driven down. You talked about the challenges of being an entrepreneur. And yeah, it's full of challenges, ups and downs. Plenty of times to say, gosh, maybe I should just go get a normal job like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But 
Tell us about one of those times that was a real challenge for you or even a big failure that you face and then kind of walk us through that and then tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum and what it taught you. Well, I guess I would say starting starting a business later in life because I was, you know, used to a nine to five job. I was very, you know, I had a retirement account. I was, uh, you know, I had a regular paycheck. I had no idea what it took to start a small business and I guess one of the biggest challenges for me has been the physicality of the job because I am now working with this metal. Um, it's tough to bend, especially the aluminum. I frequently, you know, come home with, with cuts and <laughs> bruises. Yeah. Um, I wear, I wear work boots, you know, it's, it's like a totally different life for me now. Yeah. So I would. I would say that that would be probably one of the biggest challenges and also just trying to to not go into debt, you know, not not take out a loan, not get investors to really keep my vision and um, be smart about it. Yeah, you know, you touched on some important things here because uh, the financial aspect of starting your own business. I always tell people that are thinking about doing this is, well, save up first so that you don't have to go borrow money because if it doesn't work out, you still got to pay that money back. And when you have investors, they tend to start to tell you what to do. So he takes away some of your freedom. So that's a, a bit of a challenge. So a takeaway for you, how would you let a listener out there know who's thinking about starting something on their own? What would be some guidance or wisdom now that you've done it to help them not step into some of the traps that maybe you stepped into or you see other people stepping into? Hmm. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to what, well, I guess what I'd say is I wouldn't take everything to heart that everybody tells you. When I first started out, I was kind of green and I listened to everything that everybody told me. So I was going in a million different directions. Instead of having my eye on the prize, I was, I was thinking, well, I, you know, he knows better than me because he has a successful business or she knows better than me. And so I tended to go off in, in different directions mm-hmm. when I should have just stayed and trusted my, myself yeah. instead. So I would think personally that's, that's how I felt. Trust yourself. Nice way to put that. Yeah. Trust that gut instinct is it's usually right. Almost yeah. always right. For sure. <laughs> it for is. sure. Because they don't know. Yeah. I mean, they don't know what your business is specifically. You know, what, what, what may apply to real estate may not apply to, you know, what, what you're doing. Absolutely. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. Is there a career aha moment that you had? Maybe it was when you stepped out of working in the museum world. I mean, working for the Getty, that's a pretty prominent museum. But yeah, it's a, it's a job. You go to it. You come home. You can separate yourself. When you're an entrepreneur, it's 24-7. You're always thinking about your job. But is there a career aha moment that you had that kind of was enlightening and you went, ah, this is the way I've got to go. Hmm. Well, I think it would be when I had left the Getty and I began to take metal snipping and metal fabrication classes. And that's when I think the light went on. That's when I discovered my true passion. I had never felt like that before. I watched other people you know, talk about their, how passionate they feel about their work. And I was always envious of that. I always wanted to have that. And I, I found that with the metal fabrication and metal smithing. So um, I just was determined to do whatever it took to learn as much as I could as quickly as possible. And I had some pretty funny tutors, some pretty interesting experiences with some wacky people. I would <laughs> travel miles to take any class that I could take 
to learn as much as I could. Yeah, you know, it's a really cool story here, and it's kind of an interesting one. When you ask many people, well, what's your passion? Sometimes they have a hard time defining what that is. So for you, metalsmithing, which evolved into jewelry, was making jewelry and metalsmithing something you had any interest, or is this kind of just something you did on a whim to try something different? Well, I, I've always been sort of a frustrated artist, but it was, it was just something I did on a whim, and I just knew it was just, it just everything fell into place, yeah. and I knew this is what I want to do, and I liked working with my hands. I like taking raw materials and seeing something beautiful come from that. It, this form of creation that was tangible, that's, that really struck me. So as a takeaway here, or a word of advice for folks out there trying to figure what their passion is, would your advice be give something a shot, give something a try and see if that's for you? Definitely, yes. I think that too many times we shut ourselves down to learning new things because we can think of a million excuses as to why we shouldn't do them. Right. So I would, that would definitely be my advice. Absolutely. Well, how about a proudest career moment? Is there one that stands out for you or business moment? Well, I guess um, the fact, there's a few things I think within this, this particular, with Crash, that I'm proud of, that we are in our fourth year of business and that we have loyal and repeat customers that have become friends. Yeah. And also that we just continue to grow and evolve. And also the fact that we're, you know, we are upcycling, so we're, we're practicing some eco-friendly uh, techniques mm-hmm. and we give a portion of sales back to uh, a variety of charitable of charities and charitable causes. Oh, philanthropic. Well, that's really cool. And I like that term upcycling. Is that what you said? Yes, yes. It means taking something that has a, say, a per, you know, a perceived lack of value and making something valuable out of it. Yeah, I like that term. That's really, really cool. Well, this next question might not apply to you since you are kind of a self-described late bloomer with cars, but is there a first car in your life that had some great meaning to you? Um, yes, it was. And I was, <laughs> I was a late bloomer when I got it. <laughs> Um, it, it was a 1995 E320 Cabriolet. It was bright red and had a beautiful beige leather interior. Nice, nice. So a little Mercedes. So what was it about that car that you love so much? Well, I had never had a convertible. It was one of those things I'd always wanted to have, and I'd never, never owned one. So I, it, I feel like if you live in Southern California, at least <laughs> yeah. one, one point in your life, you need to own a convertible. It was just, I, I loved how it looked, I loved how it drove, and um, I just loved how it felt. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Was there a, a seller's remorse story in your, your life or your garage, a car you wish you had back? Is that the one? That's the one, That's yes, the one. definitely. <laughs> well, hopefully it didn't end up as a piece of jewelry. Was it, uh, why did you, no. you get rid of it? <laughs> oh my gosh, because I got a new car. <laughs> oh, okay. I got a, I got a new Mercedes uh, E350 convertible, I must say, but it's uh, okay. uh, it's new. Okay, yeah. well, geez, so, so you're doing fine there. The top down <laughs> Southern California, that's the way to go. Yep, I grew up down yeah. there. Yep, I had a, cal- uh, a convertible Cabriolet for many years, drove it to work every day, and yeah, it's uh, definitely a nice place to have a convertible. Up here where I live, it's beautiful this time of year, but uh, in about a month, it's going to start raining for the next seven months. So. 
Convertibles, right. convertibles yeah. aren't much fun. Well, let's talk a little bit more about your jewelry line crash. I'd like for you to explain to the listeners here all the different things that you create out of damaged parts from exotic and fine high-end materials or automobiles, I should say. So what are all the different things that you create out of these pieces of metal? We make cuffs, which are what most people seem to want. Uh, we make bangles, which are you can slip on over your hand. Uh, and this, by the way, I should say the the cuffs are for men and women, so they're unisex. Um, we make cuff links as well. We make earrings and necklaces, and uh, we're working on money clips right now. Oh, cool. So lots of different things. Well, like I said, I got to look at some of these pieces of art, and I call them art uh, more than jewelry. I know jewelry is art, but it, they are really cool pieces of art. What's the most exotic car part that you've ever made something out of? I think it would be a uh, Lamborghini Gallardo. Oh. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of it, and the color is uh, Rosso Vic. I hope I'm saying that correctly. But um, it's just a gorgeous gorgeous car and gorgeous paint mm -hmm. and the, i would say that's probably my most exotic cool cool well i hate to hear of cars like that that have been accidents but cars do get in accidents but i love the fact that you're reusing some of these pieces and for your customers uh do they really lean towards a specific piece because it's a car that they have an affinity to or do they tend to just like the pieces because of how they look well it's interesting it's kind of Two camps of people, I would say. The car people, the enthusiasts, go for the cars. For example, the Porsche crowd, they're my best customers. And like when we were up at Laguna Seca, they come in and they say, what do you have in a Porsche? Ah. And, ah. you know, and I point over here and they'll just say, okay, I'll take that. You know, <laughs> they don't, it's, you know, what do you have in a Carrera? Yeah. So I would say the car enthusiasts really do want a car that, that they respond to, that they, that they own, that they hope, you know, to own. But then I would say other people, maybe the more fashionista types, they are just concerned with, or they're drawn to the style uh, of the, uh, of the jewelry. Um, if they're attracted to how it looks, how it fits, how it feels, the color, the design. And then the fact that it's from a really cool car is just an added bonus. Now, has anybody ever brought you a piece of their damaged car and asked you to make a piece of jewelry for them out of it? Yes, I have a few stories about that. Two good ones and one kind of bittersweet one. A couple of friends have come to me. One friend, Sean, he got an accident on the 405, little fender bender, and we worked on his Audi and we replaced the hood. And so he said, would you make me something from, from my car? And so I said, sure, you know, what would you like? And he said, well, make me something that suits my personality. And I, I said, well, what? What is that? Give me some, you know, give me some help here. And he said, well, you know me, I'm a little rock and roll. I'm a little this, I'm a little that. So we came up with a, with a cuff that really did fit his personality. And now it's called the Sean cuff. And then I, another friend did bring her Lexus in and we made her uh, a, a special cuff just for her, one of a kind. Mm -hmm. And uh, the bittersweet moment, I should say, is a guy who used to work for an automobile magazine that I knew, an editor there, got in touch with me, and his father had just passed mm -hmm. um, after a long bout with cancer, and he had a Miata that he loved. Uh, it, it was a really beautiful car in great shape. And so he literally took the fender off the car. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. And he brought it to me and said, can you make some jewelry from my mother? Wow. Because she loved 
I know. He said, he said, I just want her to wear this so she can have a part of my dad with her all the time. How cool is that? Wow. It was really cool. I mean, it makes me want to cry. It was just so yeah, no, I understand. I just recently lost my father, so I, I understand the sentiment. And my dad is the reason I got into cars back when I was a little boy. He had an MGTC, and I was at an event last weekend with uh, one of the cars you have past guests, Renee Christ, who works at the LeMay Museum. And it was up at the Heritage Museum that Paul Allen owns. They have a bunch of old mm-hmm. vintage airplanes, and they asked cars to show up. So we brought our old cars, and it was a guy that pulled in in an old MGTC. And that's the car my dad had when I was a little boy. And you know, I asked the guy, I said, could I sit in your car? You know, because I haven't sat in one of these in years and years. And yeah, you just, you want to kind of have a little piece of that memory coming back. And then later in the day, a little, he put a little boy in the front seat. It was about the age I was when my dad had his car. And ah, yeah, it was hard to, oh. hard to keep my composure there because it was like, oh man, this is just uh, so cool. So, well, that's a neat story that you could create that memory for him and for his mother of his father. Yeah, that is very, very cool. I like that. Great story. Thanks for sharing that. Sure. Here's a very introspective question for you, Christy. If Christy was a car, what kind of car would she be and why? Uh, I think I'd be a Tesla. Oh, and, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think I'd be a Tesla because, well, it drives itself <laughs> for a little <laughs> while anyway. <laughs> but um, I guess I like I like it because I personally I would like, if I was a car, to be seen as innovative, self-sufficient, and ecologically aware. Uh So I think, yeah, definitely a Tesla. There you go. Put some thought into that. I appreciate that. Great answer. Very nice. (laughs) Have you ever made any jewelry out of a Tesla? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have a, we make, we've we've got a few Tesla parts. Beautiful paint, by the way. But in LA, we're getting quite a few Teslas. I'm not sure if it's just because people can't handle it because they go from zero, what is it, zero to, to, to yes, 80 or something? Zero to 60 in about two seconds. Yeah, that launch yeah, mode. Yeah, zero to 60, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're yeah. fast cars. So, oh, yeah, be careful, folks. The throttle goes both ways. So, uh, yeah, that's a yeah. fast, that's a fast, fast accelerating car. The wonders of the uh, electric motor, I should say, not an engine. It's a motor if it's electric. So, well, Christy, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. 
Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, Christy, we are back and we're entering the last lap and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Probably advice on how to polish cars and how to take out scratches. Yeah, I understand. That leads to another quick question here. Do you use automotive care products on your jewelry? I do, yes. In fact, um, we always recommend that that people use a finishing spray, like a detail spray, or mm-hmm. use polish. Yeah. Uh, you can just use, you know, a soft rag and some some good polish. And when I go to the car shows, I always pick up samples to try out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's become sort of a, I guess, um, an obsession trying to get those little scratches out of the paint. Yeah. Well, especially new paints with the clear coats, they're very hard. And very mm-hmm. difficult. So, uh, yeah, probably uh, machine polishers and things like that would be the way to go. Now, would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success? Uh, I would say it's my persistence. Um, I'm a pretty persistent person, so that would be it. Well, four years uh, success in the jewelry business uh, requires a lot of tenacity and persistence, that's for sure. <laughs> Kudos to you. Well, how about a resource? There's a lot of great ones out there. Is there one that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, let's see. I guess it's, I don't really have like a favorite blog or anything like that. Or, um, But I would say for me, uh, it's been my, net, the network of people that I've, that I've met, you know, uh, that, yeah. that have, the people I've met that have become my network, I guess I should say. Sure. You know, I've, I've met metal artists who have taught me skills. I've met uh, car enthusiasts who have taught me about cars and, and so on. Very cool. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive field, speaking of special people in your life, living or deceased, who would that person be? Probably Leilana Munter. She's an American race car driver. I think she races Teslas and uh, an environmental activist. Ah, yeah, I've been trying to reach out to her, actually, to get her on this show. So anybody out there knows her, ask her to respond to me. I'd love to talk to her here on Cars, yeah. (laughs) Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading? Yes, I just read a great book. It's called A Man Called Ova. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. It's a Swedish book, and the author is Frederick Bachman or Bachman. Okay. And I think it's a, it's a movie now in, in Sweden, but it's a fantastic book. It's about a curmudgeon who's very set in his ways, whose life changes in very unpredictable uh, ways. It's a bittersweet sort of drama comedy. Very easy read. Cool. Well, listeners, you can find all these great resources Christy has shared on her show notes page. At the Cars yeah website, just go to carsyeah.com, type in Christy, C-H- R-I-S-T-I, and her last name is Shimpke, S-C-H-I-M-P. 
P-K-E. You will find that page there with links to all these great resources, including this uh, cool book. First time that book has been mentioned here, so I'll have to get my hands on, on that. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, Christy, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any very cool collector car in the world, so you can keep your daily driver convertible. Don't worry about that. This is going to be something special, something really cool, something that you can enjoy on those nice, sunny Southern California days, which is pretty much every day down there. Money's no object today. I'm buying you whatever you like just for being a guest here on Cars, yeah? So don't worry about that. What would the car be and why? Oh, boy. I think maybe a Pagani. Oh, Um, oh my gosh. You, okay. Now listen, young lady, you are a car person. If you are talking about Paganis, oh my gosh, that's a serious supercar. Yeah, I I think it would be a good investment. (laughs) Oh gosh. Okay. Everything just changed. Plus you just broke the bank. So uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, those are those are incredible. I was when I was at the Quail a few weeks ago during Car Week. While I was down there seeing you at Laguna Seca, they had a whole bunch of those at the Quail event, and oh my gosh, that's a serious deal. Yeah, they really are. They, I yeah. can't think of another car that comes close. Uh, no, that's a very unique car. Very and talk about beautiful piece of sculptured art, and that's really yes. everything about that car is. So nice, it really is. Wow. Well, what color would you like that Pagani to be? <laughs> oh, God. Probably red, I red? think. <laughs> okay. No, I'm sure they can yeah. make you one in any color you'd like, especially since I'm writing a big check. So uh, yeah. we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get to work. Don't crash that thing, though, okay? Because that's got to cost <laughs> a fortune to fix. You have to send that back to Europe to have it fixed, I'm sure. Yes. Although I'm sure your talented husband could probably figure it out, but I can't imagine what would happen if you damaged one of those cars. Oh, my gosh. Very nice. Well, Christy, you've taken me on an awesome ride today on the road to crash here in a very fun way. I've really enjoyed learning more about you and your business. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset down the coast highway in that red Pagani? Well, I guess I would say, you know, follow your passion and, and don't necessarily let other people try to tell you how to run your life or your business because everyone has had different life experiences and often their advice is just based on their own failures and disappointments. So I would say be true to yourself and, and keep keep going forward. There you go. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business crash? You can go to my website, which is www.crashjewelry.com. Very cool. Well, listeners, again, you will find links to everything Christy has shared on her show notes page, including a link to her website at carsyad.com. Just type Christy into that search bar. The page will pop up. I would encourage you to check out what this lady is doing. It is really, really cool. And having stood there and seen her jewelry in person, this is Beautiful, beautiful works of art. Really, really fantastic. I love what you're doing. Very cool. And for those of us who have spouses who are not really into cars, this might be a way to sneak a little car-ness into their lives. So they would make beautiful gifts for the uh, special people in your lives as well. Christy, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your automotive and jewelry-making experiences with me and the Car Shadow listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. You're welcome. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. 
My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!